Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the Ships of Chaos. Hey, welcome back to another Chaotic Thursday. This is Johnny. And this is Jess. How's everybody doing? Hopefully everybody's alive <laughs> in one piece. Um, we are recording Hopefully. the we are recording this episode the day after election day and Johnny's nerves are on a tightrope. Yeah, it's definitely making news worldwide how close everything is. It's I, still undecided at this point and it's just Yeah. It's starting to look like Johnny won't have to move to Canada though. <laughs> I am still planning on moving to Mars, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so how has your first watch of Teen Wolf been going? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. So I've actually made it to season three. I think I'm at the beginning couple episodes of season three. Spoiler alert for people. I hope everybody's watched season three. I'm at the point where we think Derek is dead. I don't know what episode that is. That's like every season. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's like maybe episode three of season three because he's fighting the other alphas Cal Callie with her toenails have you gotten to the hotel yet yes yeah I did get to that one the suicide hotel yeah yeah the, I think that episode is actually called uh, what's that eagle song what's the eagle song mom Hotel California? Yeah, Hotel California. The episode's mm -hmm. actually called Hotel California. Yeah, it's a creepy little hotel. Oh, that was a cool episode. What's the, I forget the redhead's name. What's the redhead's name? Lydia. Lydia. I like her. Yeah, that's the first time we see, like, the creature that's through the fire. Yeah, it, and that's, like, her creature, right? Or is it just a creature? I can't tell you that it would spoil me. <gasps> okay, all right. <laughs> because she has some something going on with her. You find out what Lydia is in season three. Oh, in cool. Season three A, you find out what Lydia is. I'll pay more attention because I really like. I think she's my favorite character. Yeah. I really like her sass, and she's just very pretty. My favorite season is season three B. Okay. So you're getting there. I'm getting there. So, and, you know, when I was watching it, I was actually, because I'm in this transition of my old role to my new role, I've had some downtime. So I've gotten to like pay attention to it and not have to work. So I'm actually getting to enjoy it. Yes, it really picks up at season three. Cool, cool, cool. It's getting good. It is better than season one. I struggled a little bit with season one. Okay, so can you remind us what we learned last week, what we read last week? Yep, last so week was long. <laughs> last week was a lengthy one. Last week we finished chapter three, part two, Purple Fields. And we started the, the, the part of the chapter with Derek and Styles finishing up their preparations. They're kind of having breakfast together. And there is a stampede of animals 
in which Derek protects Styles. He throws himself on top to protect him. They find a purple field that Styles has always kind of been attracted to that reminded him of his mom. And it turns out to be a field of wolfsbane. So they take some for protection. And then they make it back to Derek's Camaro. Derek kind of has to drag Styles because he gets injured in the animal stampede. Well, Well, he gets, like, tired. Yeah, he didn't drag him. Like, he left him, like, against a tree and went to go get the Camaro and then came back. Yeah, but didn't he have to, like, carry a little bit of Styles' weight as they're walking? Like, didn't they walk together? Or was uh, Styles pushing himself the whole time? Styles was pushing himself the whole time. But when Derek left him, he kind of went into a panic attack. He did have a lot of anxiety about being alone again. Yeah, and he was alone in pitch black. He couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. Which, in a post-apocalyptic world, that's probably like the worst situation you can be in. Yeah. Yeah, but he had the bags with him, so he may have had a little bit of protection, but he wouldn't have been able to see it coming and the main reason they took the wolves bane was to give it to deaton back at at this yeah yeah so that maybe deaton could do something and protect the the safe haven and the whole time is the whole time derek is talking about deaton styles is going what the fuck does the veterinarian have to do with anything Oh, the veterinarian. <laughs> He's always there. <laughs> Seriously, by the time you hit season six, you'll be like, fuck Deaton. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready to head into this? Yeah, are you ready? Are, are we going to get multiple voices of Johnny this time? We are not. I read okay. this before yeah, I, I got on today. The multiple voices does not start until part two. Okay, awesome. You have a little bit of time to prepare. (laughs) There are three parts to chapter four. The voices start in in part two. Awesome. And I figured out how I'm going to do the voice yesterday. Oh, good, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. My mom just pointed to the TV, Damien McGinty. Awesome. Okay, ready? Let's I get am chapter ready. Four. Is he singing Puppy Love? <laughs> Sorry. It's, okay. It's fitting that it's Puppy Love and we're going to read a Derek and Style story. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to remind you that after this one, there's like two episodes left before the break. Cool. So, as unfamiliarly intimate as their proximity in the car was, Styles couldn't exactly say he disliked it. He still found himself adjusting to it, particularly when Derek reached over for something in the car and his hand or arm would brush against Styles. Often when Styles kept turning the volume up on the stereo, thoroughly reveling in the extensive music selection in the connected USB drive, Derek's fingers would just catch his as he he reached to turn it back down again. There was a little jolt in his stomach at every subtle pressing, passing contact, and Styles wondered if it was due to his lack of human contact in the last 
eight years or because of Derek? Probably a little bit of both. Probably, probably. It started so slowly, so subtly, that Styles couldn't even remember when it began. Those little brushes passed him. The casual touches had grown steadily more frequent. Though with a care that suggested Derek was building Styles' tolerance to it up after years of hunger. After a week on the road, he'd come to realize that Derek was a naturally tactile person in spite of his stoicism. Styles wondered if he had been two years ago. He couldn't remember. They'd fallen into a shorter routine for breaks to stretch their legs and eat, timing them in with stops to siphon fuel or check for supplies where possible. Their searches weren't always successful, so they had to take what they could where they found it. Styles thought that passing through the incredibly still world without seeing a soul, passing through empty houses and rot-stricken empty streets, searching deserted shopping malls that should have been thriving with life was more lonely than his little radio tower. Hey, Derek said, his voice soft as they pulled up in a little farming town where it seemed the animals had been set loose and had made the place their own. Styles thought there should be something morbidly interesting about seeing cows, pigs, and sheep wandering through the streets and chewing on the grass that seemed to have blended with the country road. It should have been fascinating, but it was just sad, just as sad as the crudely dug graves or even remains they occasionally came across already. Well, I'm kind of glad that the animals had a fighting chance. Yeah. I mean, the people are probably dead and gone, but at least the animals survived. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking uh, like about like the scene in Zombieland. Have you seen Zombieland? Yeah, I have. Okay. Where like they find like the Hummer and there's like the hands just attached to the steering wheel and that's all that's left. And that's all that's left, yeah. And he just kind of pulls the hands off and t- steals the Hummer. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it also kind of reminds me of them, like, driving through in that movie and seeing, like, everything so barren. That neighborhood was just kind of, like, tumbleweeds. Yeah. Fun fact. When Johnny moved up north, before Johnny moved up north, they thought tumbleweeds were a myth. <laughs> I'm from the desert, so <laughs> not a myth. <laughs> I live like way down south, and I moved up north, and I'm like, wait, tumbleweeds are real things. Tumbleweeds are very real, and they're very annoying. <laughs> I- I'm I'm starting to learn that. <laughs> the drugstore looks intact. Derek continued glancing around, nostrils flaring slightly as he pushed open the car door and scented the air for unwelcome company. There must have been nothing more threatening than the now wild farm animals because he turned his head back to Stiles with a short little nod signaling the coast was clear. I'll take the drugstore if you want to look for some gas, Stiles offered, scooping up the rucksack he used for forging of a different kind now. Even though they took off in different directions, Styles couldn't help but feel they weren't really separate at all. 
Derek was fast and could probably hear if Styles needed him before Styles could even finish calling out for him. Not that Styles did need him, but all the same, it was nice to know he wasn't alone. To know someone had his back as he climbed in through the already broken window and scoured the drugstore for anything the last occupants had left behind. The shelves were nearly empty, but he scavenged some toothpaste and some antiseptic wipes before approaching the back of the store. He ducked under the counter and found nothing on the shelves back there. The flipped down compartment beneath the counter appeared to have been missed. Due to the junt of the countertop was invisible, unless you knew where to look, and he did, thanks to his mother's part-time job in his earliest years at Beacon Hills Pharmacy, where he used to sit behind the counter and play on his Game Boy. He ducked down, jimmying the little lock with a pocket knife and jumping back when the panel lined with the same grooves as the surrounding wood flipped down. Bingo, he whispered, opening his rucksack and scooping the items into his bag, painkillers, sleeping pills, antibiotics, anti-inflammatory drugs. He had no idea what could still be used, but hopefully Derek's nose would know. <laughs> nose, no. <laughs> well, Derek, smell these. Come here, puppy. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in Teen Wolf, like, Styles gives something to Scott to smell when they're tracking someone. <laughs> Oh, and you gotta use those dogs, those canine senses. Yeah. He tried not to think too hard about the fact that these were fulfilled subscription. Yeah. I always get subscriptions and prescriptions mixed up. Yeah, same. He tried not to think too hard about the fact that these were fulfilled prescriptions that had never been collected. Oh, I was going to ask, do we think that this was like, I, I wonder if this is like a real thing in pharmacies, but are they, I mean, now they're, keep going, I'm just blubbering. They're, they're in, he, he is in a drugstore. He's in a yeah. pharmacy. I was going to say this shelf that he's talking about, if it's um, like a back stock, then maybe they just had like extras they like locked away. But I see now that there are fulfilled prescriptions. So yeah, like a lot. My question, yeah. Like they they will lock up the prescriptions at night. Whenever all, they close up. All of them or the filled ones. The filled ones. Oh, okay. Okay. So he left the prescription moisturizers, iron tablets, and similar similar items. They could all be useful potentially somewhere down the line, but. There wasn't infinite space in the Camaro. They had to only take the essentials. As he closed his bag up, he nabbed the protein shake powder that had rolled under the counter too. Then he paused, tilted his head at the side of a decent sized nozzle bottle and tugged it toward him to read the label. Water-based lubricant. You're gonna need that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you should pocket that one. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm blushing. His face flamed at the immediate images that flooded his mind, and he made a choke sound, shooting up so quick that he whacked his head on the underside of the counter. <laughs> With a pain groan, he cupped the back of his head and curled in on himself a little as he shimmied out 
from underneath the counter. Oh, shumbled, really, his head ringing, his vision swimming, staggering to his feet, he spied some dr dropped bandages, but as he stuffed them in the bag, he halted at the rushing sound that penetrated the air. His blood ran cold. His head whipped to the side, and he stared with horror opening up inside him like a gaping chasm when he saw the back door was ajar. He swallowed, curling the shaking fingers into his fist and holding his breath. Now, this reminds me of in, when they went into the store in Zombie Land, mm -hmm. and the, the zombies were in the back. And the zombies. <laughs> and the two girls were in the back, too. Yeah, the two hottie girls. Yeah, but wait, did the door just open? Or he's just now realizing that the door has been open? The door is opening. It's opening, okay. It's opening. Reaching for his pocket knife with clumsy fingers, Styles lifted his feet and let his toes carry him toward the door. He froze, heart stuttering as it creaked on its hinges with a sudden breeze outside. Breath catching somewhere in his ribs, he forced it out in a quiet, strange slowness before dragging one back in just the same. Quiet, careful, agonizingly difficult. His fingers splayed against the door. He hesitated. He squinted his eyes shut for just a moment before pushing the door open so hard it ricocheted off the wall outside. What do you think he's going to find? I want it to be a little baby kitty cat. <laughs> like, meow. Okay, ready? Yeah. He stopped dead at the sight of a goat that had halted where it had been gnawing at a tough patch of grass near the door. A little nervous laugh bubbled out of Styles and he sighed, cocking his head to regard the creature as it turned and fled around the corner of the shop and out of sight. That damn goat. <laughs> Styles closed the door behind him more out of habit than anything and fo followed the overgrown grassy path the goat had dashed down, only to find himself at the rear of the grocery store. All the town's shops were at, in two straight lines, and while the opposite side backed onto the residential areas, this seemed to back onto the overgrown park and woodland that surrounded the little farming town. It reminded Stiles a little of the way the trees had hugged a lot of the houses around Beacon Hills, and he felt a little prickle of nostalgia before trying the door of the storage container of the grocery store. It had been thoroughly raided, and what was left even he could, could tell wasn't safe. It probably wasn't even worth checking the store itself, but he had to head that way to meet Derek. Back in that direction anyway, when he turned, he froze, heart catching in his throat. Three wolves were lurking in the yard just outside the container, the closest of them watching him with its ears prickled. Then those ears slicked back, its jaws twisted with a rumbling growl of a sneer, and the beast lowered itself just a fraction as it edged forward. Stiles swung the crossbow off his shoulder and took aim as he shuffled backwards toward the door of the container. As he did so, movement from his peripheral vision made him jerk his head round to see another wolf coming up behind him. He swallowed, breath shuddering in his lungs as he scanned the pack approaching on his personal space, searching for something, anything to get in out of this. 
He wouldn't have time to reload his weapon if he downed the first wolf. The rest of the pack would be on him in seconds. He found his back against the six-foot wooden fence and felt his panic surge. There was a large gap where the wildlife, probably the wolves, had torn through it over time. When the last traces of humanity had faded away, it was his only shot. What he needs is a alpha man to come and just growl at them. Derek's good at that. Mm-hmm. The frontmost wolf snarled as if he had read his thoughts, reading the way his body twitched on finding an exit, and Styles didn't hesitate. He fired. The bulk struck the ground right in front of the pack, and on instinct, they recoiled. He d- dove for the gap in the fence, tossing his bag through and scrambling to follow after it. He anchored his elbows in the dirt on the other side, pushing up to himself through and darted for the nearest tree, just hoping he was fast enough. He almost was. He reached the tree, but up close, he couldn't see a way to pull himself up. And then they were on him, chasing him down like a wounded deer. He swung the bow around, making the leader rear back with a snarl. And in the moment he gained from that action, he flew for the next tree and launched himself at the lowest branch with all his strength. His torso slammed into the bark and he grunted, but didn't slow, scrambling up on the branch and swinging his legs up just as the wolves lunged. They snurkled. They snurkled. It snurkled him. (laughs) Oh, island. They circled below him, snapping at his dangling heels as he pulled his bow out once more, cursing when he reached for the bolt holster and felt nothing. He could Uh, see it below on the ground now, right by Derek's feet. Everything stopped. Derek. Derek. That is actually the next line. It just says Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Derek's there. Derek, Derek. Woo! Styles had come across werewolves a few times in his travels, avoided them mostly by his self-pronounced luck, but he'd never seen their power in action, only the chaos left in their wake. He missed Derek taking down a mountain lion with his bare hands, and he knew of Derek's strength, what he could, could do, but seeing it was something else. Styles still knew a rush of panic at the sight of the pack surrounding on him, Fangs bared. A cray caught a cray. A cray. I, I'm pronouncing everything wrong today. <laughs> we got snorkels and crays. <laughs> a cry caught in his throat and he scrambled for the ground just as Derek braced his stance to the uncom- oncoming onslaught, like a man stealing himself in the onslaught of a storm. His eyes burned red and his mouth open distorting his face with a roar that made the very earth quake. The wolves froze. Styles' breath caught and he stood half slumped against the tree he climbed out of at the sight of the pack surrounding on Derek, absolutely speechless. He watched as the wolves cowered before dispersing into the deadly silent forest. Derek didn't move at first, his head cocked as if listening. He must have been satisfied satisfied that the danger had vanished because at last he approached. Cautiously scooping up Styles' bolt holster and offering it to him. They were probably drawn here by all the farm animals. 
Derek said as Styles took it, still staring at him. Huh? The wolves, he clarified, his heavy brows drawn in with a scowl. It was an expression that said he just realized Styles hadn't really moved since the roar that made the earth stand still. His uncertainty was palatable, rife with guarded anticipation of how Styles might react to the blatant display of his otherness. The echo of the warning snarl was still vibrating through Styles' ears, along with the shock of seeing but, of but a glimpse of Derek's power. It was so surreal in comparison to the sarcastic, snarky companion he was snuggling across. Snuggling. <laughs> we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. The sar to the sarcastic, snarky companion he was struggling across the country with. For all that, though, he wasn't afraid. For a beat of silence, one of the goats in the town gave an inquiring bleat in the distance, and Styles couldn't help himself. A historical laugh bubbled up his throat and escaped without permission. He shouldered the crossbow, holster, and his bag, still chuckling to himself, and when he looked up, Derek's eyebrows were lifted in a mixture of surprise, relief, and amusement. It was probably the goat from the grocery store. Like, you scared me. Bah! 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 <laughs> I have been working on my professional bleats all day. <laughs> it yeah. makes me think of the Taylor Swift. We, we can delete this out. But the um, I knew you were trouble when you walked in with the goat. Bah! <laughs> you seen the video? <laughs> we can revisit later. I want to know. <laughs> oh. We're Scottish, so. I, I gotcha. I got a four pack of vanilla vanilla soda. Mm -hmm. Have ah, you finally cracked, dude? That was loud, and it was awesome. Styles declared, feeling suddenly 17 all over again with wonder, with the frisson of inappropriate humor that had burst inside him. For some reason, that shock of it made him feel more like himself than he had in years, even as he was still shaking with adrenaline. His eyes were shining with irrational, awed amusement as he continued. You were all... I'm the alpha apex predator predator mode it was incredible <laughs> I sound like freaking bill s preston esquire <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who bill s preston esquire is we are too young to be friends <laughs> this is a psa from johnny he couldn't help himself from talking it was one of those moments where his mouth moved without his mind's permission this time, he'd apparently conjured the right words regardless, though. Derek's lips twitched, and he ducked his chin a little before leading the way back toward the car. I found enough fuel to fill the Camaro and the cans, Derek said as they walked, and somewhere safe to stay the night. 
The safety that Derek found turned out to be the caretaker's house in the local school. It was apparently connected to the same backup generator generator that powered the school and provided them provide them with light as well as power for the kettle to cook some instant noodles yum instant noodles i have been obsessed with spicy instant noodles i love spicy nudes i've been eating like ramen noodles and spaghetti sauce for like the last two days Mm. the water tank was gas heated so they had no hot water instead they filled the sink with cold water and topped it up with the kettle to make it warm enough to have a standing wash down in the kitchen it was still miles better than washing in a cold stream you look tired yeah i'm fine (laughs) we were up late last night i don't know how late you stayed up watching everything about one okay we stayed up till one our time so back to our broadcast There was an old antique mirror in the living room that Stiles stared into, running his hands through his damp hair with a towel around his bare shoulders. He'd stripped down to his boxers to wash and so far had only pulled on his jeans, having gotten distracted by his damp reflection on his search through his bag for a clean shirt. As he stared at his too long hair, he saw movement behind the doorway leading into the little kitchen. Unwittingly, he caught glimpses of Derek's bare, hairy legs and arms, the toned muscle of his shoulders as he leaned over the sink to wash his hair. His chest tightened, and he couldn't stop himself from staring. That was until he saw Derek's head twist his way, where it was half bowed over the sink. Styles jumped, turning quickly back to the mirror. He dragged the towel over his hair a few more times to hide his awkward expression. When he next tucked the towel off his head, he saw Derek standing in the doorway. You okay? Derek asked, thankfully back in his own jeans and tugging his t-shirt back on as he spoke. Dials is perving on Derek. Muted. (laughs) We're perving on Derek. (laughs) Yeah, Stiles said a little too... Oh, he's supposed to say that quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Stiles said a little too quickly. Yeah, just just thinking my hair looks like a crow's nest. I think it's gone way beyond artful disarray and well into unmanageable now. He'd had some hair clippers back in the tower and usually just shaved it all off. They'd broken some time ago, though, and he hadn't bothered to attempt to tame it with scissors. Derek inclined his head a little to the regard his reflection. I could do it. You what? Styles blinked. Derek shrugged. I do my own. I won't nick you unless you really piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) Styles couldn't help but snort at the casual, deadpan way he spoke of bodily harm and dragged his fingers across his scalp a final time before tugging the towel more fully around his shoulders. It was the most unnerving thing. Even after all he'd faced in the last few years, sitting in a chair with his head bowed slightly as Derek stood behind him with a pair of sharp scissors. He must have failed to subdue his initial flinch entirely because he felt Derek hesitate behind him. He felt him. When at last there was a touch to his nape, a shiver dragged up his spine for an entirely different reason. His still damp hair was captured, captured between Derek's knuckles and then the scissors clipped audibly. 
There was a small pause, as if Derek was waiting for him a protest. Then he continued. At least when clippings of his hair began to tumble down the back of his neck, it was an excuse to fidget and shiver. Do, huh? Go, go ahead. Do you ever sit still? Derek murmured, sounding so close, word tense with concentration. Little breaths spilled over Stiles' slightly parted lip. He shifted in his seat at the tiny burst of heat that prickled over his skin each time Derek's fingers brushed his scalp or neck. Over the weeks, in it hasn't hadn't escaped his notice that he and Derek had developed a casual, casually tactile friendship. But there was something that just felt very intimate about the elongated moment they were suspended in. He swallowed when Derek rounded to stand in front of him presumably to even out the front of his hair a little, filled with the swelling urge to fill the silence, anything to cover how much effort it was taking to sit still. Stiles wondered aloud, Do you wonder why they don't kill the animals? <clears throat> the animals, they're scared. They sensed that those things were dangerous in the forest. They ran. But even so, all the people in this town, in every town, they're all dead, and the animals aren't. After a while, Derek was quiet. The only response was a so soft snip-snip of the scissors. Then Stiles made the mistake of tilting his head to look up at him. His eyes locked pale gray-green. He thought he caught a glimpse, a ghost of something glistening and vulnerable there, before it whispered away behind a blink of lashes. Like Canthropy killed most of humanity. The Bone Men just finished the job on their way to killing every supernatural creature it could find. Derek murmured at last. He seemed to stare very fixedly at Stiles' hair for a moment before stepping back. Apparently the job done. I don't think their bloodthirsty nature extends to animals. Stiles got to his feet. He had to move, had to keep himself busy, spin some of, spin some of the pent-up frustration. He ran his fingers through his hair to, to dislodge any loose strands, then dusted himself off over the towel, the, the way he used to when either of his parents cut his hair when he was younger. What do they even want? They didn't seem to eat their victims, not judging by the body Styles had seen on the way. And if they were hungry for flesh, an animal could would be as satisfying as a humanoid being, surely. Derek had stowed the scissors away and now stood at the stood to the side, lifting the heavy curtain away from the window enough to peer out the now dark world beyond. When I was younger, there were stories about things like them, Styles murmured absently, about creatures that killed to become stronger, that consume the souls of humanity. <laughs> and werewolves and all the other supernaturals, Styles said, for whatever reason, they come after us all. We're all the same to them. Derek looked at him then, expression giving nothing away. After a beat, he replied softly, Yes, we are. 
When he glanced at the mirror, Dials thought he looked more like himself than he had in years. Before settling in, they cleared up the clippings of Styles' hair, which Derek had done a decent job of, actually leaving it more manageable. Short strands, but nowhere near as severe as the buzz cut Styles had sported when his hair clippers had been working. Styles arranged the towels on the towel rail, and Derek washed the dishes and cutlery they e used, even though it was unlikely anyone would be here again. So domestic. Yeah. What they're doing, how they're living right now. I love when, like, they get domestic without meaning to. Mm -hmm. That night, by some unspoken agreement, they took a twin bed each in the spare bedroom. Styles couldn't help but think that Derek, even with his supernatural strength and senses, didn't want to sleep alone was just as afraid of what lay beyond the walls and of isolation as Styles was. Not for the last time, he wondered how humans and werewolves, all of them, could have failed to realize how similar they really were. When morning came, Styles suggested winningly over breakfast that he drive. His idea was met with a disbelieving brow. You're kidding, right? Styles scowled. Don't be such a sour wolf. I made it halfway across the country on my own, and it was a dead battery that killed the Jeep in the end, not my driving. Derek snorted around his mouth full of tea. They'd found some tea bags in the little pantry that hadn't been too bad at all. Derek seemed to be fine with allowing Styles to nag and argue with his re resolute, non-committal facial expressions all the way out to the car, so much so that Styles was convinced his words had fallen on deaf ears. When the car keys thumped him hard in the chest, he had to scramble to catch them before they fell to the floor. He stopped, staring at Derek, who was closing the boot with a raised eyebrow that clearly suggested if Styles was going to argue. Partners take, take it in shifts, Derek said simply as if it had been his idea all along and moved past Stiles to climb into the passenger seat. Stiles scrambled for the driver's side with much less grace, just in case Derek changed his mind. Stiles gets to drive. Stiles gets to drive. Yay. Stiles drive. <laughs> Yay, Stiles. I want Stay to drive that car. Same. I, I, I also wouldn't mind being a passenger, just being a passenger in it. So. I want a Camaro so bad. Do you? Never been really a sport car kind of girl. There are two cars that only two cars I've ever really, really wanted in my life, and one is that Camaro. Mm -hmm. The other is a 1969 Ford Fairlane hardtop convertible. I'm gonna look this up. 1969 Ford Fairlane. Hard top convertible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I wouldn't mind having the Impala from Supernatural either, but it's not like mm -hmm. I must have. Yeah. It's just those classic cars. There's something about new cars that just it, yeah. it doesn't have that same. Yeah. I think mine is more like I would really like to ride with Sam and Dean in that car. I would really like to ride <laughs> I mean, I'd take Sam, too. My mom just face-palmed. Oh, no. I can't record. 
like, like this. She's cool with all of this, right? I don't want to be a perd in front of your mom. She says she's fine. She says she's not as innocent as okay. we seem to think she is. I asked her yesterday if she knew what cock hold means, and she's like, yes, I know what it means. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh goodness what did you think about this section you know i think it's really sweet that they're we're kind of getting this domestic not quite bliss but a look see into domesticity domestic what domest what's that word domestication i don't know <laughs> it's a hard word and it's late <laughs> i think like the domesticity, domesticacy. Uh, how would you say that, Mom? Domestication. Domesticity. Mom says domesticity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Domest. It just doesn't seem right coming out of my mouth. Domesticity. Yeah. Anyway, this look into their like this scene of domestic. It's kind of sweet. Uh, and I'm excited for Styles to get to drive. <laughs> I just, I, I, the goat was funny. The goat, yeah. And Styles getting even that little bit of a heart attack, just a goat passing by. Uh, it's yeah. not funny, and I'm not like laughing at him, but it is a little bit funny because he does face actual fear of the wolves. Yeah. And then we got our wolf man coming to rescue him, so. Yeah. Is, um, you know, I've noticed in a couple of these fics, because I've read a couple of them, is Sour Wolf an actual nickname that they call Derek in the show? I or believe he's called him, thing? I think he's called him Sour Wolf one or two times in the show. Okay. Especially in season three. Okay. Because it, it seems to be in quite a few fics. Yeah. That that is he has he has like quite a few nicknames for Derek in the show. It's really hard to keep track of them all, mm -hmm. but I'm sure he called him Sour Leaf Wolf at least once. I think he did in season three. Okay, actually, yeah, uh, I definitely think this was more of a chapter four is a long chapter that we've broken up. So I think this was definitely more of a transitional section. Yeah, they've Are been they? on the road a couple weeks now. Oh, a couple weeks? Yeah. Oh, okay. I must I totally missed the time jump. I thought this was just like a day or two later. No, this is like a couple weeks later. Okay. As we get farther into the chapter, it will be more of a time jump. Okay. So, but yeah, like you said, this is a long chapter that I had to separate into three parts. At the end of chapter four will be like, a little below halfway through the story. Okay. How many chapters in whole? Ten. Nine. Nine. Okay. And we're going to take short two-week break after chapter ten. I mean, part, episode ten, not chapter ten, episode ten. <laughs> I confused myself. Yeah, it's a, it gets a little confusing. So, yeah, two-week break after episode ten. After we finish ep chapter four, episode 10, but, and it's getting a little confusing. And we have a new year's bonus episode planned. Yeah. Coming our, planned coming, coming their way. And hyper little Nori is really excited about all of this. She gives us such great reviews every week. I just want to tell her how much I love her. <laughs> yeah. We will 
we cannot say it enough how much we love you and we appreciate all your kind words and you give us a smile. So I'm glad we can do the same for you. I also learned today that in my state, I can legally get a, own a kangaroo if I have a permit. I want a kangaroo. Their little joeys are so cute. I know, right? You know, I've heard kangaroos are assholes, so you might want to think about that as a pet. I kind of want a wallaby. A wallaby. They look like kangaroos, but smaller. But smaller, little mini ones. How cute. But I think we can close it here. Yeah, I think that's it. We want to thank you for joining us on this chaotic Thursday. Please let us know how you're enjoying the story, how you're enjoying the podcast. You can find us at Facebook or in our Facebook group at Ships of Chaos. You can find us on Instagram at Ships of Chaos. And uh, we will see you guys next chaotic Thursday. I'm Jess. I mean, I, I'm, I'm Johnny. Not that Jess. is Jess. And we'll see you chaotic Thursday. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We love any reviews, stars, downloads, and subscriptions. Thank you for listening to the Ships of Chaos. We will see you next Chaotic Thursday.